Hey gang, this is a very special episode of Doom Does, the normally Patreon-exclusive podcast of Rooney, where every episode, Doom does something different. Bam, 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 that's me, I'm Doom, the jackass that you all know and tolerate. So this episode was the first time that I ever did a solo episode by myself, and I think by listening to it you can hear I was a little nervous, and now I've become really comfortable at it, so you can't shut me up. But yeah, this was it. I watched an episode of a show I absolutely adore, Futurama. I watched the very first episode, the pilot, from 1999. Yeah, that's what's ahead here. It's another little taste of uh, our Patreon for you guys while Fitz and I are passing each other like ships in the night, trying to come together to record, but just not being able to meet up. But also, I kind of wanted to make a little announcement here, too. In the coming months, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch each premiere of Futurama, like each phase of it, because you had the original pilot, obviously. Then they did those movies, which they cut up into episodes for uh, Comedy Central. But I think what I'm going to do, since I've already watched the pilot, I'm going to watch the first movie, Bender's Big Score, I think it was. Then I'll watch the season premiere of the first Comedy Central season, because even though they cut up the movies... It's kind of bullshit. They were made as movies, so... And released as movies first. Then they cut them up later. Even though they intended to. It's not my point. Which I've never seen those versions, actually. The episode cuts. I've heard there's a few more little things littered throughout. But anyway. Then I'll watch the first episode of the uh, Comedy Central run. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to do an episode and listen to that. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but they did this episode of the Nerdist podcast back in the day. It was when that Futurama World of Tomorrow, I think is what it was called. It was a mobile game. I don't even know if it exists anymore. But Hardwick got together. He got some of the creatives from Futurama together and was like, hey, let's do an episode for my podcast. And they were like, fuck yeah. So they did like a 45-minute to an hour episode, double-length episode of Futurama. So I'll listen to that and talk over it. And then at some point, I'm going to cap it all off by watching the first episode of the Hulu run, which I still haven't seen, but I'm excited for because literally everything I've seen says people are saying like, holy shit, it's back and it's as good as it ever was. So I'm really excited for that. But yeah, here's unintentionally the start of that journey. So um, if you want more shit like this, head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash nerdblitzpod. I don't think we're going to drop too many more episodes here on the public feed. There might be one more question of the week just to kind of bookend it. But I think this might be it, at least for a while. So come on in. The water is fine. But yeah, it's the $5 tier. Go over, become a Night in Blitzdom. I think at some point we're going to be launching another tier because we did a poll on Patreon. But Fitz and I, we got to line up to get that done. But um, yeah. Oh, and I just wanted to say, too, there is going to be... Uh, some shit hit in the public feed that's intended for the public feed. We've started a D&D com- campaign on Patreon, and we've got more Mando commentaries coming. So don't worry, gang. Public feed's going to reawaken at some point. But, uh, and then we're going to get back to doing commentaries and uh, main shows and all that shit, too. But, um, yeah, it's weird. Because with Twitter dying, I'm, I'm kind of like, do I want to promote that? But I'm at the Scooby-Doom. You can find me on Blue Sky if you just search Doom or at, 
at the Scooby Doom because I made it my, you know, you can put a little nickname thing. I made it that, but I'm at the Scooby Doom. He's at Fitzman73. Together we're at Nerd Blitz Pod. Be sure to get our books too. The Camping Trip and Other Stories, fucking Doomed, my essay and review collection. There's some really good shit in there that I'm really proud of. So I want you guys to check that out. It's like 300 pages too, and it's. It's fun. It's cool. I that's probably the most personal look into me, the real doom, that I've ever put out there. So I'd appreciate it if you guys check that out. But um, trying to think, what else? I didn't make notes when Fitz did those other two intros because I was going through some stuff. We'll talk about it on a future main show. I asked him to do it because I wanted the feed to be a little bit more active. So I gave him notes. I don't have notes. I'm just doing this off the cuff. Thanks to at Looking Freight for our Knights of Nerd Blitzdom. Thanks to at Steve Boost for our Nerd Rats Blitzdry machine and Question of the Week designs. Thanks to at Sherry Archinoff for our main show and commentaries logo. Thanks to at the J Sarge for the music. Thanks to all of our patrons too. You guys are fucking awesome. You're what's keeping us going. You're really fucking keeping the engines running over here. And we appreciate it more than we can ever fucking express to you guys. So I think that's going to be about it for now. So I hope you enjoy this kickoff of my Futurama series. But until I see you next time, either on Patreon or here on the public feed, you're only giving a little spark of madness, gang. Don't lose that because that's what keeps you alive. Take care of yourselves. Hey gang, you're listening to a very special episode of Doom Does. That's right, kids. We posted a poll and asked you what you wanted me to do because I wanted to experiment with a solo podcast. And guess what? I'm doing it. So yes, I'm going to be watching. It may be a commentary. I may hate it and cut it down. Or you may never hear this. But yeah, I'm going to be watching the first episode of Futurama, the pilot, the one that aired, I think, mm, let me look it up, March 28th of 1999. Uh, As I said in episode 100, I fucking love this show, man. It really got fucked over by a fucking stupid network, Fox, like they fucked over so many shows before it, so... It's not surprising that Fox screwed it, but yeah, it really died before its time, and then when it came back on Comedy Central, I know a lot of people were like, meh, it sucks, fuck you. I thought it was awesome, and I rewatched all the direct-to-video movies, which I think make up like 16 episodes that they aired on Comedy Central before they brought it back as a series, and I just rewatched those, and it's like, wow, this is so fucking good, and as I said, in I think 100, there's a lot of fucking like D&D type shit and other nerdery that just went way the fuck over my head because it's like, what's this dumb shit? Anyway, yeah, those held the fuck up. So that got me thinking, it's like, I should do something with this. And it's hard for Fitz and I to line up to record all the time, obviously. And we need content for Patreon. So it's like, fuck it. Let's leave it up to you guys and see if uh, you want to hear my experiments. <laughs> Scruffy and the janitor. Uh, so yeah, that's what this is, and if you don't like it, let us know, and I will never do it again, but if you do, tell us, and maybe I'll do it with some other bullshit, and possibly do it with some longer form shit, but I wanted to keep this first experimental episode, I wanted to keep tight, so it's like, if it sucks, you're not sitting here for an hour with me being like, this was a mistake, oh god, or you know, 
I get halfway through like an hour long episode and bail out because I just suck alone. I need that energy to bounce off of. But anyway, yeah. So we'll see how this goes. I, I didn't intend it to be a commentary, but it might end up just being a commentary. So, yeah. Anyway, y'all ready? Three, two, one. I hit play. Uh, yeah, this is a fucking show that I remember watching when I was a kid, and I knew at the time that a bunch of shit was going over my head, but, like, I knew this shit. I knew it was like, oh, it's fucking, uh, Donkey Kong type of shit, or whatever. But I remember thinking, even as a kid, with all the shit that went over my head, looking at this, and thinking, wow, this looks pretty. So I don't know if, like, when they made it, they animated... Well, I guess they had to. I was going to say I didn't know if they animated it digitally, but yeah, they had to. Because there's a lot of... That taxi looks backwards. Anyway, there's a lot of shit in here that's um, a blend of CG and, in quote, traditional animation. Happy New Year! Now, I guess I'm just going to parrot a lot of the shit uh, that they say in the commentary for this, because that was the cool thing about the Futurama DVDs, like, at least on season one, but I think on almost every season, they would do commentaries for every single fucking episode, so it's like, if you love the show, the fucking DVDs were so amazing. Because, like, they had all kinds of Easter eggs, and that might be, like, the first place that I ran into a shit ton of DVD Easter eggs and whatnot. Because they packed it with shit. But, yeah, these commentaries on here, like, for this one, this is a 22-minute episode. The commentary runs, like, 23 and a half minutes. So there's a lot of episodes... Nibbler. There's a lot of episodes of this series where fucking... um, the episode ends, the credits end, they cut to black, and the fucking cast, creators, and crew are all just sitting there talking still for like an extra minute. I think in this season there's at least like four instances of that, so it was always really cool because it's kind of like Kev did back in the day where they'd put out a fucking DVD and then just to make it as if it wasn't worth your while anyway... But just to make sure it was worth your while, they would jam-pack it with so much fucking shit that it made it even, you know, more bang for your buck. (laughs) And I think right here is the first time we hear, like, the cue of uh, the theme song when Fry's looking out the window. But anyway, yeah. So I remember watching this when I was little, and I think this was right around the same time as, uh, um, no, I know it was right around the same time as Family Guy, because that debuted, I think, after the Super Bowl that year. But I think it was the same time as, like, King of the Hill, too. So Fox was greenlighting a bunch of cool shit. They just didn't have faith in most of it for long. Although, I think King of the Hill ran for like 11 seasons uninterrupted. But, yeah. That's something else I always loved about Futurama is like the opening right there. When, right before the ship crashes into that TV. 
they always showed like a classic cartoon or what looked like a classic cartoon. It was fucking cool. And it, it was interesting rewatching this to get prepared to do this episode. A fucking... A lot of the catchphrases from this show came from this episode. A lot of shows, they pull shit. They, you know, create their uh, most well-known shit throughout the series. But no, this one, like, Welcome to the world of tomorrow! And fucking... Uh, like Bender's Bite My Shiny Metal Ass and shit like that. It's all from this episode. It was fucked up to rewatching it, seeing that it all came from this. Um, they were talking about, like I mentioned Nibbler's Shadow earlier. They were talking about how they planned a lot of shit like that to touch on later and it ended up being years later in some cases like the Nibbler case so it's cool how much thought they actually put into this too and it it's interesting listening watching this too to see how <laughs> to hear how much the voices changed because, like, the professor, he's real low and sounds way older at the beginning. And then by the time they fucking got to the end of the original run and then the uh, uh, revival, he he was way more energetic and, like, crazy fucking mad scientist. But Billy... Our uh, Fry sounds more like Billy's regular speaking voice almost. They talked about it in the commentary for this. I guess they recorded it after season one had aired. Let me look at the DVD real quick. Um, I would guess it was like 2002 maybe, so it would have been a little while after. Okay, 2003, so it was like season four when they started doing DVDs. But they talked about how the idea of career chips or whatever kind of went by the wayside. And in the first of the uh, direct-to-video movies, they did bring that back. So that was kind of cool, a nod to the pilot, which the pilot, they kind of redo the pilot in parts. In the uh, first movie. So it's cool continuity shit like that. That <laughs> that we nerds appreciate. Wow. Fry, I think he might have mentioned it when he was talking in Plant Hut. <laughs> I think he mentioned it, yeah, this is obviously digital, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but I think he mentioned it when he was uh, being interviewed by Leela, fresh out of the uh, cryo tank thing. Like, he mentioned his life sucked back in the 90s and whatnot. So, 
he was fine with, you know, having a fresh start. I kind of fucking identified with that always. And it would just be cool to fucking go like a thousand years into the future. And if the world wasn't, you know, the train wreck, it's probably going to be in a thousand years from now. If humans even make it that far, Christ, um, it would be so fucking cool to see the world turn into this, like come from the dumb ages or the whatever Leela calls it. Like, listen to fucking John DiMaggio's voice here, too, as Bender, it's crazy. Because he sounds almost like timid or afraid to lean into it. And then by the time they fucking ended the series the first time, it's like, whoa. And it might even be by the end of the first season you hear him have that change. This was fucking dark, too. The suicide booths. Please select a mode of death. Trust McNeil, I think, is doing the voice of the booth there. Fucking, she's like, I think we talked about it once on the main show. She's like the female equivalent of Frank Welker. If there's a cartoon from your childhood, she was in it, just like Frank was. Their credits on IMDb or wherever, it's got to be fucking insane. Multiple thousands, I would bet. You are now dead. America's favorite suicide booth since 2008. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, they set up a lot of the fucking well-known iconic shit in the series in this episode. Because, I mean, we don't know Leela's past and history yet, but... We go down into the bowels of, like, old New York and shit. Uh, here's something that wouldn't happen now, I guess. But, and Fry goes to his old neighborhood in the fucking ruins of old New York, as they call it. So fucking cool that they thought that far ahead. Which makes me wonder if it's a case like we talked about with Buffy, where uh, they had all this time to fucking prep. I mean, obviously with animation, you're further ahead than, say, a live-action show, but still. Um, but yeah, I, I wonder how much they broke before they started animating on this. Here's a cool fucking bit of business. If you watch Bender's mouth once he eats the bottle... You see how much the show evolved because, like, some of his teeth raise up instead of all of them. Because you can still see, like, his back teeth when he opens up to eat the bottle. So cool. Like, right there, see? And they talked about how, unlike a lot of the the robots, his mouth has more... Or his... Yeah, I guess mouth has more expression than... A lot of them, because he's a main player, unlike, say, the preacher bot who just flashes and shit. There's a cool bit, like, the fucking alien language they created, and then later they created another one. <laughs> that was more confusing, just to screw with fans and shit. 
I love her designation, 1BDI. Those two, the fucking cops, their voices change a shit ton too. But anyway, back to what I was saying about the language. There, In one of these DVDs, there was an Easter egg where they had this long message in the first alien language there. And you translated it, and it's basically like, fuck you, you're a nerd for figuring this out and decoding this. And obviously I decoded it years ago. And they... Uh, they called people nerdlingers, like N-E-R-D-L-I-N-G-E-R-S, nerdlingers. So fucking funny. To mock the people that you're, you know, your core audience like that. Hey, Barbara Streisand. That shadow, if you look over Fry's left shoulder, it, that looks like fucking Leonard Nimoy's outline again. That's funny. But yeah, I like... Woof, there's a fucking addition to that uh, display of heads that's questionable. Not that some of the ones there aren't, aren't anyway, but still. Anyway. Like, Billy's Nixon voice changed too. So I wonder... I mean, I know he was like deep into his career at this point anyway. I'm gonna get 24th century on his ass. Another fucking iconic line. But I wonder why Billy's voice has changed so much. Because, I mean, like, Frank's voice hasn't changed as Fred that much in the last 20 years. It more changed between, like, the first 10 or 20 years than it did now. So I wonder why Billy's voice has changed so much or if he's using a different technique or something. Damn. Because I know, like, James Arnold Taylor, he had medical issues that fucked with his voice, and I think he lost for his voice for a while. So, yeah, it's curious when you hear actors, voice actors' voices change like that, and I'm always curious, but I don't want to go back and re-listen if mine has changed. Like, my voices have changed much in the years. I mean, I would guess I've gotten more confidence in them, but... I don't know. I always thought the heads in jars was funny because that's hell to animate when you've got a row of them like that. Because you've always got to make sure a couple of them at least blink. And it's got to be a pain in the nuts. Oh, this is the point I was talking about where it's going to get boring with me just fucking sitting here watching. Even though I watched it twice yesterday with and without commentary. From now on, I'm going to bend. And it's so... Oh, fucking animation mistake. They put the bars back in while he was still holding them. Yeah. Yeah, DiMaggio's voice specifically is, I would say, the most different. Because, like I said, the prof- the professor's voice gets more, like, animated uh, or more energetic, but it's still the same sort of voice. But Bender's is just like, Argh. he sounds real fucking down and mopey instead of, you know, like the bombastic asshole he turns into. 
I guess, lovable ass. Holy shit, I just think I realized something about myself. I've based my pod persona off a bender. Trying to be a lovable asshole. Fascinating. (laughs) Which, like, Bender's lovable asshole attitude comes out here in a little bit. When Leela busts Fry down here. Uh, well, fucking, let's talk about Amy for a minute. I think, or not Amy. Fuck, I forget her name. But Fry's old girlfriend, she does make a comeback, I think, later in the series. But anyway, yeah, when Leela busts Fry down here and he's talking about how fucking miserable his life is and Bender's kind of off screen. And Fry's like, I have nothing. And Bender leans in, no friends. Right here. No friends. <laughs> uh, that's funny. And like that shot there where it's underneath Leela shooting up. And you can see the infrastructure of the underside of New New York. It's so fucking interesting, their whole idea for that. I wonder, I mean, I would guess that they're saying some of the ruins of old New York are helping hold it up too, but still, that's cool. And I like the little shafts of light and whatnot coming down from the sewers. Fucking the poor mutants down there, man. Spoilers, they get a good chunk of fucking uh, story and whatnot later, especially in the revival. They get some nice fucking development and whatnot. (laughs) That's something that disappears too. Leela, her ring, I think they just put it in for that gag. (laughs) And like her wrist fucking communicator, whatever the fuck thing, her super device. They mention it in the commentary, too, that it switches arms. They were talking about Dick Clark, too, and they said he was like, I don't know what the fuck I just said, but I mean, I hope that works, and they were like, it's perfect. Oh! (laughs) I'm your dead Uncle Fry. You do now. Like he's sitting around waiting for his fucking relatives or people to come in and be like, we're related. Oh my, no. My intergalactic spaceship. I I never really fucking realized it I'm, until I listened to the commentary and then I forgot it. And when I re-listened to the commentary yesterday, Matt Groening pointed it out again. He said, look at the spaceship, which is sort of like the extra unheard member of the crew. Although we did hear the, uh, <laughs> the uh, voice of the ship at one point in the series. But he said... Just like every iconic character in all of his shows, even the ship has an overbite, and it's like, oh, fuck, yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, the animation in this really is fucking high quality for a show that's like 21 years old. 
and this the look and shit never really did change. I mean, obviously, yeah, they went to sixteen by nine, and it did get a little bit better, but they started out on strong fucking ground, man. Always loved how fucking thick Farnsworth's glasses were. Fire! Fire! Matt Groening said when he was a kid, everybody made fun of Nixon. And he said (laughs) uh, that he hated him and whatnot when he was a kid. And he said in the commentary, like... If somebody had t- went back and told me when I was a kid that even in 1999 I would still be able to make fun of Nixon, that would have made me feel so good as a kid. <laughs> I need a new crew. If you look behind Fry's leg there, they got old school like fucking speakers without the screen on them. <laughs> I, I sometimes wonder if anybody created a fucking, uh, they created a, um, uh, blueprint or layout for this ship, so if you wanted, you could recreate it. That'd be cool, too. Kind of like I've talked about before, creating a, uh, life-size version of the Fire, or the Serenity from Firefly, or the Falcon, as like a house that would be so fucking awesome I'm a delivery boy yeah so yeah there's the pilot y'all and if if we watch here in a minute I didn't even fucking mention Katie Seagal and my fucking love of her since I was a wee laddie but uh Here in a second, I'll pause and I'll tell you what the production code is, because you all know my obsession with production numbers and shit. Uh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Pause. It's 1ACV01. But yeah, Katie Seagal, man. I remember watching fucking uh, Married with Children growing up. And then when this happened, (laughs) the persons in this film are fictitious. Any similarity to actual persons or events is unintentional. Certain celebrity voices have been impersonated. (laughs) Anyway, what I was saying, watching Married with Children, and I thought she was awesome on that. I mean, I loved Kelly, but fucking, she was like, oh, she's so funny. She's so pretty. Oh. And then I remember when this dropped, and I was like, I think that's, that's, that's the lady from the, holy shit. That's Peg Bundy. And then, you know. She was awesome on Married with Children, awesome on this, and then awesome on Sons of Anarchy. But anyway, yeah, there's uh, the Futurama pilot, y'all. Let us know if you dig it, and if you do, I'll maybe do this again, or let us know if you hate it, and I will never do this and waste your time again. I'm so sorry. Until next time. Oh, goodbye, everybody. This has been a feature of TSDJA Productions and JJ2E Media.